The 25th anniversary of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. Work in progress. Dr. Etain Tanam, Associate Professor International Peace Studies at Trinity, looks back on 25 years of highs and lows of the Good Friday Agreement. The 25th anniversary of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement occurs on April 10th, and Irish and British officials are preparing for a flagship event with President Clinton and the Vice-Chancellor of Queen's University, Hillary Clinton, and many others who negotiated the agreement, including the former British Prime Minister, Tony Blair, and the former Taoiseach, Bertie Ahern. The day after the anniversary, President Biden is flying in for a four-day visit to the island. However, in the 25 years since the agreement, its success in bringing peace has been tarnished by frequent collapses of the executive, by persistence of sectarianism, and by weak reconciliation. Brexit exacerbated these weaknesses and caused deep polarisation not only in Northern Ireland, but between British and Irish governments. The recently announced Windsor framework and the demise of Boris Johnson and Brexiteer influence in Westminster have reset relations on the islands after a long and torturous six years. The Windsor framework seeks to ameliorate problems created by the Northern Ireland Protocol. The Protocol created a trade border between Britain and Northern Ireland, hence angering many Unionists. Its cumbersome practical arrangements, with concerns initially about the supply of certain medicines to Northern Ireland, were also a subject of anger. For the EU, the protocol was necessary to prevent a hard border on the island of Ireland, a priority of the Irish government. Given the UK government's choice to leave the customs union and the EU single market, a hard Brexit, customs checks were necessary either between Britain and Northern Ireland or on the Irish land border, so as to prevent cheaper UK goods that diverged from EU standards seeping into the EU. However, there were fears that a hard land border would impede the many who travelled to work and to school across the border and could also precipitate dissident Republican violence that could become more widespread if it caused UK security posts to be erected on the border. However, for Unionists, a trade border between Britain and Northern Ireland was just as negative as the hard land border for Nationalists. The Windsor framework reflects significant flexibility from the EU, whose members were concerned about eroding the integrity of the single market. The framework waives checks for those goods staying in Northern Ireland by creating a green customs lane. It also creates a stormont break, so that if there are new EU regulatory rules on certain products, the Northern Ireland Assembly can object to diverging from the UK if 30 members object. The issue is then passed to Westminster. However, the role of the European Court of Justice is supreme. The framework reflected a new approach from the new UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and his predecessor Liz Truss. It also reflected Irish government lobbying for greater EU flexibility following widespread unionist concerns from 2020 onwards, as well as politically sensitive new Vice President of the Commission, Mara Shevkovich. Despite the EU's greater flexibility, the role of the European Court of Justice and some questions about the operation of the break, for example, that it is meant to be used only under strict conditions, led to the DUP and the extreme unionist TUV to oppose the framework. The DUP announced it would not re-enter Stormont. However, Windsor is going ahead with strong support from Westminster. Advocates of the consociational model that underpins the agreement argue it is the most successful way of managing ethnic conflict because it recognises that conflict and post-conflict societies are dominated by tribal identity and voting patterns, whereby stereotypes and narratives of the past dominate political and social behaviour. These narratives will take at least a generation to weaken significantly. By guaranteeing power and by providing a veto to parties representing both communities, 
All parties, even the DUP eventually, were incentivized to take power and paramilitaries were incentivized to end violence. However, the DUP's stance casts a shadow on the 25th anniversary of the agreement and President Biden's visit. In the context of Stormont's collapse, there is heightened awareness of its frequent collapses not just by the DUP, but in the past by Sinn Féin too. The rise of the Alliance Party that identifies as neither Unionist nor Nationalists has led it and others to repeat calls for reform of the agreement. Under the agreement, the Alliance Party, as a non-Nationalist or Unionist party, has limited influence. Does this mean that the Good Friday Agreement should be revised? The answer is no. In fact, the tensions of the past six years highlight that tribalism is still strong. For example, a Belfast Telegraph poll showed that 82% of Unionist voters supported the DUP boycotting Stormont over the protocol. The number of neithers, people who say they are neither Unionists nor Nationalists, has indeed increased, but the majority of the electorate still vote for Nationalists or Unionist parties. As Trinity alumnus and former Ambassador Rory Montgomery wrote recently, the incentives in the agreement that led Sinn Féin and the UUP and later the DUP, to share power were necessary, and still are, because identity politics is still dominant. The success of the alliance can be seen as evidence of the agreement's gradual impact, but it is work in progress, and reform could only occur when sectarianism has dissipated further. The DUP is in a difficult position. The Windsor framework reflects a significant degree of EU flexibility, but for some DUP members and the hardline TUV, any EU role in Northern Ireland is a violation of sovereignty. However, the framework is as good as it gets and almost certainly represents the end of the negotiating process. It is here to stay, regardless of the DUP's decision. It is hoped that reality will lead to restoration of the institution soon. But if not, current tensions should not detract from the Belfast Good Friday Agreement's biggest achievement. Peace.